now, let's talk football. The Men's World Cup is around the corner and nothing gets footy fans more excited. It's hard to get excited about this World Cup because of stuff like this. Qatar is hosting the 2022 World Cup in what is sure to be one of the most controversial tournaments ever. Nine of the most powerful men in the soccer world stand accused of taking tens of millions of dollars in bribes. Qatari official Mohammed bin Hammam paid FIFA officials five million US dollars while lobbying them to vote for Qatar. It's not just accusations of bribery. When they won, Qatar had never qualified for a World Cup, had no real footballing history and had no suitable stadiums. They haven't got the skills to do it. Be like putting this woman in charge of a country. <laughs> How can you host a World Cup where the country is so hot, it started air conditioning the outdoors. It's insane. Have you seen how England fans dress? <laughs> two things. One, he's gonna melt. And two, how big's his belly button? <laughs> the heat is nothing compared to the human cost. Did you know 6,500 migrant workers have died in Qatar since the World Cup was awarded? Football stadiums are supposed to be arenas of joy, not graveyards. This is a World Cup that's practically been built on modern slavery. One dad said his son was worked to death on a pound an hour by Qatar World Cup stadium firm. The world looked at these atrocities and was disgusted, apart from Suella Braverman, who got a notebook out and had a wank. <laughs> I think football legend Louis van Gaal puts it best. Zegt de FIFA dat? om het voetbal daar te laten ontwikkelen en beter te laten ontwikkelen. En dat doe je door een toernooi te organiseren in dat land. Nou, dat is al bullshit. Exactly. It's about presented by the good people at the Podbelly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. They need them to protect us from the number one killer in history, protect us from the central university. A study on the wise real 290 study on people is called Himocide. Everybody, welcome to episode 289 of the Art Jacob Do America podcast. I'm your host, in the place to be, Mr. Jacob P., wearing my soccer hat from the LA Galaxy. Uh, but sitting right across from me is the Brown Recluse, Mr. Art Trail. Art, say hello to the millions. And millions. What the fuck is up? Jacob, my brother in Christ, picks in our evening. Lovely, my brother. Um, guys, go to cavemancoffee.com, check out their entire inventory. They got the coffee beans, they got the cacao butter, they got the hibiscus tea. They got everything your heart would ever desire. 
Use promo code AMERICA to receive 15% off. They have the pumpkin spice still on sale. Um, you can bind those at your uh, checkout price so you can get like 100% off or some crazy <laughs> shit. No, not 100%. They're going to send it to you for free. Not 100%, but you, you'll get a good deal. But uh, guys, use promo code AMERICA at checkout to receive 15% off. Uh, it's Christmas time, so it's it's time to start buying those gifts, and never never a better time than the present. So go I and get them. Love it if somebody sent if yeah instead of like you know you know how people get you like dumb shit like for Christmas like hey you know I, I heard you you had a dirty car so here's some car wash uh, oh, yeah. soap or whatever and you're like I just gave me the, you should just gave me like the six dollars like for yeah. whatever you spent on the fucking soap. I, for the, I always feel like that too. I'm like, dude, just give me a Target gift card. Yeah, it's like I'd or rather, caveman coffee. Yeah, and that's where I was going. At. If somebody got me some caveman coffee for Christmas, I would fucking love it. So if you have somebody in your life that is difficult to shop for and you know they drink coffee, just get them some caveman coffee. It don't even matter what fucking bag you get. I think Jesus is always pimping the Ethiopian blend and whatnot. Oh, damn, he is. Uh, but you can get that. You can get some sweatpants. Any, yeah. Anything on their website warrants a present for Navidad. Yeah, Feliz Navidad, dude. Yes. Anyway. We're going straight into it? Or? Oh, no. Okay. Okay. I, I, was, I, I guess. Oh, sorry. Yeah, use promo code America to receive 50% off. Sorry. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to go straight into it. Yeah. Your, I kind of fucking cock block your part of it. No, no, no. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. No, it's good. Doing something different this week. <laughs> Anyways, guys, speaking of sponsors, guys, make sure you check out our other sponsor, guys. I'm talking about the great and powerful Nicole Smith Bosch, who has a line of clothing over at sucreapparel.com guys so i need everybody to head on over to sucreapparel.com and just like caveman coffee uh christmas is coming you can buy an assortment of merchandise uh, for your loved ones for yourself i mean fuck's sake man buy yourself something for christmas treat yourself yeah we're overworked over here and shit uh so get yourself something that you like want and desire uh but before you hit checkout guys make sure you enter promo code art and jacob and nicole will give you 10 percent off your entire purchase but art we're not here to talk about what we want for christmas what we want to get our loved ones for christmas or sucre apparel and caveman coffee all the live long day or ethiopian blend that our boy jesus fuentes yeah. from the words our hard podcast likes to drink and eat sometimes i saw him smear that shit on his sandwich like a peanut butter and caveman that coffee sounds sandwich. like him yeah that's i believe a, it yeah i'll allow it as well yeah <laughs> it's a good way to get the poop out in the morning yeah. but guys we're not here to talk about that guys all right, what are we here to talk about today? Guys, we're here to talk about the 2020, or sorry, 2022 FIFA World Cup. Um, if you're probably listening to this and going, oh man, these guys are going to like just pick their favorite teams and see who wins it or whatever, this is not that episode. No. Or if you're like, dude, I hate sports. I hate when these fucking guys start talking about these goddamn wetbacks over here talking about fucking sports all the time just stick to conspiracy <laughs> theories and fucking uh, talk about alex jones dick turning the frogs gay yeah, yeah apparently that's a real thing dude oh, really no frogs are gay dude 290 of according our according to uh uh what's that one movie Jurassic Park. Don't they talk about that? It's like frogs will change their gender. Oh yeah, yeah, so yeah. So that, yeah. like that's what Alex Jones based his whole frogs are turning gay feel <laughs> about. But. I just picture Alex Jones like slamming fucking popcorn like in his fucking <laughs> home theater in Austin, Texas. Like, God damn it, this is what the fucking Obama administration is doing. They're gay now. Anyways, yeah. yeah. So guys, bunch this, of gay velociraptors. Yeah, like they're changing the genders. They're trying to change my gender. But anyways, uh, guys, this is not that episode. We're yeah. not here to tell you, you know, Brazil's gonna win it all, which they probably they will. probably will. Yeah. You know, them. I'm not even a soccer or, fan, and but, I know that. But um, or football. But, yeah, so you know, this is not gonna be that episode. This is gonna be a little bit deeper. This is gonna be 
everything that led up to this, this is going back to 2010 and the big announcement of Qatar wins the bid for the 2022 World Cup. And how they got there, they were going up against a uh, a uh, giant of the industry in the United States and somehow beat out the, the United States. But that's it. Let me ask a question because I always like to ask a question before we start the topic. Jacob... Have you ever watched a World Cup? Have you ever watched a World Cup game? I've seen bits and pieces. You've dabbled. Of it. I've never fucking like I said. We're gonna come at it from two perspectives. Mm-hmm. I'm not much of a soccer fan. Anybody that listens to the Patreon knows that Art has been slowly trying to indoctrinate me in the ways of the football. Mm-hmm. I've been mansplaining. Yeah, he took <laughs> actually took me to for my birthday. <laughs> mansplained. Come here, you little sugar in your tank, boy. Get over here. Um, show you what real men do, man. We play fucking footy. Uh, <laughs> but as you see, I'm wearing a fucking you know LA Galaxy hat. Uh, for my birthday, he actually took me to my first uh, yeah. soccer uh, match, I guess, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, as somebody lifelong player hater on soccer or whatnot, right? So to answer your question, I've seen bits and pieces of like World Cup games. Uh, I, I always cheered for I always cheered for the United States to do something, but it's not like I actually sat there for the whole ninety or one hundred and twenty minutes mm-hmm. and watched the match. You know, I always figured like, oh, Brazil's gonna win it. I think France, they're the defending champions, right? They're the defending champions, mm-hmm. although they're come they're kind of limping into this competition this year. So, mm-hmm. you know, health just, and luck matter. But just like any stereotypical American, like my sports are baseball, basketball, and football, and mm-hmm. by football I mean. Throwing the football, throwing football. the football. Yeah, yeah. No, I get you. Peyton like, Manning's football. I get that. I mean, I just, uh, you know, like I was saying on the Patreon, like I pretty much grew up with the World Cup. The World Cup was actually my introduction to soccer in general. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, before any soccer league, before you know, there was an MLS in the United States. I was watching the World Soccer. I didn't even believe that the World Soccer was a real thing, <laughs> even though I was watching it. And I was like, this seems like some le- like kind of weird shit that mexico just puts on as a <laughs> as like a the, the mexican vince mcmahon is all, it's yeah. all a work kind of yeah thing, yeah man. i didn't i didn't understand the concept of it like, even though like i was told what the concept of it was but as i got older and i was like wow this is incredible like this is one of the most insane things i've ever seen on television it's a giant spectacle um <laughs> sorry i feel like i have boogers but anyways um as as i've as I've gotten older, I've been able to enjoy it more and more. I do cheer for the United States. I do cheer for Mexico. I, you know, my uh, my dad was a big Mexico fan, so like I still like, you know, that's that's probably the one I cheer for first. To be honest with you, and to, to be, be fair, real. I think like most people, like they have like, okay, if you're in America, you cheer for America first, or maybe second. But you know, it's America. But mm-hmm. then also too, you, you got to realize, yeah, <laughs> United States ain't gonna do shit. But whatever your home country is, I got relatives that cheer for fucking Ireland, and you got people in Canada. Yeah. Canada's in the World Cup this year. It's yeah, they first cheer time. For, they cheer for them. I but think. there's always like that auxiliary team. Like you know, I have a, a coworker that's from you know Colombia. You know, they cheer for a Col- the Colombian national team as well. So yeah. it's always like that dichotomy. Yeah, I mean, the United States is a melting pot of cultures, anyway. So it's like I I don't see anything wrong with like cheering for your home country, you know, where your relatives come from, from your, where your whatever come from, like your your heritage comes from. I have no problem with that at all. But, you know, like the United States, that's still like, you know, where I call home, so like I of course cheer for the United States. I hope they do well. Um we'll see. I I they play tomorrow at 8 a.m., so I'm going to try to catch a little bit of that game. 
Um, I also think it's kind of whack. If we're going to start with the guitar thing, one thing I do think is whack is like all the fucking games are like when people are working in the United States. <laughs> it's like, dude, you got to understand people have fucking jobs. Dude, the dude. world doesn't revolve around America, okay? Yeah, I wish, that's when I wish we were in a different country. Like Mexico, if Mexico plays, you don't work. So it's like you just take the day off. So I uh, wish we had a little bit more of that. But um, anyways, let's get into it. Now you know. I grew up with it. Jacob is kind of a, you know, dipping his toes a little bit into mm-hmm. it, seeing how the water's doing. But I'm that uh, actor from fucking Varsity Blues. What's his name? Fucking uh, James Vanderbeek over here. Yeah. I've actually never seen Varsity Blues. But what? No, I've never seen it. Is it worth watching? I love it, man. It's okay. A great movie. Is it I'm better gonna, than Remember the Titans? I think so. But Whoa, so, okay. I'm gonna watch it tonight. It's not gonna. It's not gonna move you. In, it's 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 a it's very much a team movie. But you know, James Vanderbeek. Chef's kiss, man. You got it. All right, so l- Jacob, let me let me. I wanted to break this down. I hadn't gone over this with you, uh, but I wanted to break it down in three pieces before we get into like what's happening in Qatar. But I th- I think the lead up and understanding the players in this are, is very important because I think a lot of people are going to come into this and be like, I don't know what you're talking about, soccer, soccer. What the fuck are you talking about? But there's three players that I think are important to to know. One is who Qatar is. Two is who FIFA, who FIFA is. And three, what is the World Cup? Okay. And I think that I think introducing those three players is very important. So I do want to start by introducing what the World Cup really is, okay, and what it represents really, because it's 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 hard to explain to people that are you know layman's layman's and just whatever. So if you grew up in the United States and you're like, dude, my favorite team is the Chargers, and I don't give a fuck about anything else <laughs> but the Chargers, dude, bring the Clippers back, kind of thing. <laughs> if that's like your you know your your sports background sports background that's totally understandable if you're in kansas or whatever and you're just like you know i like the jayhawks yeah it's like that's it you know give me give me some of the i'm a tennessee volunteers fan or whatever you know like that's whatever but you have to understand the world cup is the largest sporting event if not the largest event in the world right correct um i believe i, I wrote it down here that it was more than a Billion people tuned in to see the France Croatia match. Wow! Of that, which, if you think about it in comparison to the the most viewed Super Bowl that ever happened was the uh, Eagles. I'm sorry, the uh, New England Patriots versus the Seahawks. That was one point. Uh, was a uh, was it? I don't know if I have it as one point four. Anyways, it's like a million people. <laughs> <laughs> like we're talking the millions and this is like in the billions. So yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's a ridiculous uh I wish I would have written that down better. I, but probably uh, like 200 million versus a billion. Yeah, so I it's think like, it's about 100 million we're watching this the the Super Bowl when we're talking about billions watching France versus Croatia. Like we're that's the magnitude of it. This is bigger than the than I, th- I think they said something like it would take like 24 Super Bowls to like add up to what what wow one world cup is you know like wow. that's the that's the amount of like money and viewership and everything that goes into these so that's a, that's a pretty hefty like amount of power that you know whoever hosts this event goes into like there's a, there's a there's a elevating world stage for you to to host this thing um so I, that's that's what i wanted to just simply put out there as far as like why the world cup is important uh, all these countries trying to qualify for it, and everybody wants to, you know, get a ticket to the t- ticket to the party and get into this World Cup because there is a sense of pride, like you're you are 
you're representing your country and it's it's a special moment. You only get so many of these in your lifetime mm-hmm. to to see. It happens every four years, so it's not kind of like the Olympics, isn't that yeah. every four years? The Olympics, yeah. <clears throat> so like, I that's an important thing, an important element to understand. Like this is the world sport. Like it's the most popular sport in the world, even though it's not the most popular sport in the United States. Um, but that's kind of where we're at with the, with the with the World Cup. With that being said. There's an element of sports sports washing, and I think that that's that's comes with every sport in the world. Uh, the World Cup has it. The Olympics has it. The Olympics has one of the most famous cases when Nazi Germany yes. decided to host the Olympics, and obviously you get that very uh, iconic image of uh, Jesse Owens. Jesse Owens holding the Black Power um, fist oh, in not, the air. That's not Jesse Owens. That was in the '60s in Mexico. Oh, that was the Mexico City one. Where is that one at? That but but that's Nazi Germany was also yeah so to Quentin Tarantino this like <laughs> to the Inglorious Bastards yeah. times or whatever right um, yeah so Hitler like this was his world stage to sports wash you know that oh what he's doing over in Germany is you know creating you know the master race basically right yeah and then Jesse Owens comes over very much during like pre civil rights times or whatever where. You know, African Americans are considered, you know, second class citizens and totally demolishes, you know, Hitler's, you know, team and whatnot. Right. And like uh-huh. he's basically like Michael Phelps and Carl Lewis and like like Usain Bolt all rolled up into one or whatever. And kind of mm-hmm. like it like poo poos on fucking Hitler's party and whatnot. Yeah. But Hitler was trying to show the world that, oh, isn't it great what I'm doing kind of thing. And Jesse uh-huh. Owens took a shit on it. Yeah. Even going back to the original World Cup, I think that Argentina hosted the original World Cup. Did you watch the documentary on Netflix? Mm-hmm. It's worth a watch. The first episode is a little bit boring, but then my girlfriend got really into it. Like my girlfriend was like, "This is insane! Like I can't believe this is actually like real life." But in the original World Cup, they were under like a kind of a dictatorship, and like literally to the point where like the dictatorship was literally throwing people off bridges into the ocean to like oh, prove a point. Shit. And so um, they were like, "Well, we want to host this World Cup. Like, we we want to we want to show like we're like wow. our national pride or whatever." And so like, I think it was the second World Cup. Now that I think about it, but they bring it over to to Argentina, and it's like everybody was like, "This is kind of weird. Like, these are the same people that are throwing people off bridges to like show their dominance or whatever." And like, we're giving them a World Cup, but like, whatever, <laughs> like. Yeah. It is Argentina, I guess. And it, do, it does seem like, okay, so like the World Cup, like this this is like if you make like a lunchroom analogy, like this is where all the cool kids are eating, right? Is that yeah. the World Cup? And whoever hosts it, it always seems like they either are a part of the cool kids club or it's a bunch of countries trying to be a part of that club. So they'll do whatever they can. It's like, oh, ignore the fact that we're we're going to imprison homosexuals and shit. It's yeah. like, no, 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 we're, we're just as cool as you guys. We're just as cool and hip as you, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, it's not a new thing. I don't want to introduce this and be like, it's never happened before. No yeah. no bad country has ever hosted. hosted before, you know. Mexico has hosted. Mexico has tons of issues. United States has hosted. United States has issues. But it's not until, like, more modern times that we started seeing, like, you know, we thought we were over those Nazi Germanys and Argentinas that are, like, we we thought we were past the point of giving those countries World Cups. As you fast forward to the 2010 and you're like, who are the next two countries that are going to get it? It would be 2018 and 2022. The two countries that get it are Russia and, <laughs> and Qatar. 
And at the time, no one really even saw Russia as like a bad guy. But as you start to develop things and be like, oh, they were doing a lot of shady shit themselves. And also kind of strange that they're doing two countries at once this time. As when opposed, they never did that before. When they never did that before. And I was, I was telling Jacob prior to this, apparently one of the big reasons why they decided to do two countries at once is because a lot of these guys are a little long-in-the-tooth older guys that are just basically, they want to cash in as many paychecks as they can as like, I'll give it to your country, but you got to pay, mm-hmm. pay me. And even though those guys, some of those guys have died since then, their family now has generational wealth. They don't have to worry about it. You know, when you have a couple of million dollars in your bank account, correct? You're you're fine. Your family is set for 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 Forever. generations to come. Yeah. Um. So who are the guys I'm talking about? I'm talking about FIFA. FIFA is the other player that you have to understand before we get into the. And truth. that's who controls all the World Cup, all yeah. of the world. Uh, you know, sporting events around soccer when it comes to, like, you know, organizing the entire world kind of mm-hmm. thing, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, FIFA is kind of its... You know, napkin? I got, like, big old mocos, dude. I don't know what's going on with me, dude. Sorry. There you go. Sorry, I'll let you talk for a Russia second. Russia got you all mocoed yeah. out and shit. Yeah, get that booger out, boy. Everybody stop. <laughs> you want a Q-tip? No. Do you put Q-tips in your nose? Yeah, fuck yeah, if I got a big old fucking iceberg up in there and shit, yeah. I've never done that, dude. Oh, okay, try it sometime. Just, it's wonderful. I just stick my finger in there, dude. <laughs> That's how you get COVID. True. One of us has gotten COVID, the other one hasn't. No, so. COVID-3 since 2003, baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, I feel better. There you go. Um, anyways, yeah, I mean, just no mocos. Yeah, this Maybe. moco break has been brought to you by Caveman Coffee. <laughs> uh, I'll, just, I'll just put it in my pocket. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so to understand like who FIFA is, think about it in like if this was a jigsaw puzzle, and you have like North America, that's you know United States, Canada, Mexico, Mexico the Caribbean islands. You have the Argentina's, Brazil's down there. You have. The European countries, the African countries, the Asian countries. So it's all broken up into segments. But all of these segments come together and work together as FIFA. Um, and each one of them has kind of their leader of those little organizations. But they all, at, at least at this point, all look up to their president, Sepp Blatter, mm-hmm. which I think is a funny name. Yes. <laughs> but um, that's the main dude. Like, So keep that name in mind. That's the main president of FIFA. They all kind of look towards him to see like what's okay to do and what's not okay to do um another guy that you should keep in mind is mohammed bin hamad mohammed bin hamad is a big player in this not only is he from qatar but he's a huge player in the arabic region of fifa and basically a lot of the story is going to revolve around him and his like his reach and what what he wants to do because his big thing was, I want to become the next president of FIFA. Correct. And I'm young. I'm up and coming. People, my countries are was some of the wealthiest countries. I come from one of the wealthiest countries in the world, in Qatar. Even though it's a tiny little country, our whole thing is that we want to become the next Hawaii. We want to, people, our export is going to be our country. Like, you want to come here. We're the party country. We're Miami. We're, mm-hmm. we're Hawaii. Everybody comes to party with us. And a lot of that comes with the background of their oil they start to understand that even though they're extremely rich and wealthy when it comes to oil, they know that that's going to run out eventually. Correct. So they start to promote themselves as like, 
the next Miami, Florida, the next, but alcohol free. <laughs> <laughs> and no gay people. <laughs> no gay people. No women. <laughs> no yeah. women, but. It's you, just a sausage party. Yeah, it's a total sausage party. Yeah, dude. but no gay shit. No gay shit. <laughs> no white kiki sneaky in the cheekies, baby. Yeah. So, um, basically, that's the way that the the whole thing is is set up as where we want to be that my my region is pretty popular i want to take over but there's other like players in this jack warren i don't know how much you looked into jack warren but he's probably the biggest scumbag in fifa um he is from the country of trinidad and tobago um in the documentary the netflix documentary they go into how he fucked over his own country yeah and it's really sad, dude. Like it, like like literally, like me and my girlfriend like looked at each other when it happened, because like apparently, like this is the first time Trinidad and Tobago qualifies for the World Cup, and everyone's like super jazzed and excited about all this. And then he's like, "Oh, but you guys have to pay us back, cause like these flights ain't free, these uniforms ain't uh, free." Yeah, and who he's, got that kind of money? Yeah, and then he's like, "So what should have been like a like yeah, we did it. We have we made it to the World Cup, and we get our like thousand like." I don't know. I think they get like $2 million bonuses as players. Um, then they basically get all of that taken out of their paycheck and go like, oh, now you only made $800 to qualify. Fuck. Yeah, it's pretty sad. He's a shady dude. Like, yeah. he's just a shit dude. So what I'm hearing, though, is is like there's all this like prestige around, you know, the World yeah. Cup and FIFA or whatever, but it just seems like one big money grab. People take the rich taking advantage of the poor or middle class, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that those those are the three main guys that you have to keep in mind. Set Blatter, Mohammed bin Hamad, and Jack Warren. Mm-hmm. Those are the three dudes that are the biggest players. After that, you know, you start seeing direct fucking briberies just given out to other members to get their votes to move the World Cup to Qatar. Mm-hmm. And like I said earlier, the, the Qatar bid was going up against the United States, who are the heavy favorites. They were about to open up um, SoFi Stadium. They had all these. Uh, Jerry World was ready to go. Like everybody was ready to go. Like they, it was all. Re- yeah, they, they had to spend <clears throat> very little money, very little preparation to have everything ready to go for literally the biggest event in the world. Like we're very, as a country, we're very. We do it goddamn every Sunday. You know? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know, with world our football. Cup. And, like, you could just put those World Cup games in the stadiums that are already in place. The infrastructure's there. The transportation is there. Um, yeah, yeah, we had a shitty president a couple years ago. We still kind of do have a shitty president. Well, this was Obama was, who was. Oh, okay, yeah. Obama yeah. was trying to put this together. So the world was great Everything and was good, dude. Except for we were going to get put into concentration camps in Walmart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is the, the Obama administration going all out. Obama does a video basically, like, saying, like, Come to the United States. Where? Oh, you know what's funny too? Like I, they, we, we almost thought we had the the slam dunk on getting the World Cup because we fucking sent fucking um Morgan Freeman. We over sent there. Morgan Freeman and Bill Clinton. And I thought that was the most hilarious thing ever. So it was just like I, in my mind, I pictured like once like Qatar got announced like as fucking you know winning the ticket for the World Cup. Morgan Freeman just was like narrating like Bill Clinton's like walk down like the hallway to like his hotel room, <laughs> and he was just like. And he was very defeated as a former president, so he went into his hotel room where there was a very rotund prostitute waiting for him. And as I listened on, <laughs> and as I listened on to the wall of him banging his proton prostitute, I kept another ear on the other wall where his wife Hillary Clinton was plotting on taking over the world. Isn't 
Isn't Morgan Freeman dating like a really young girl? Probably. I wouldn't doubt it. That's kind of weird. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have another napkin? I think I have a mucko in there, dude. Sorry, dude. This is the Moco episode. Yeah. Sorry, man. Not art blowing out all yeah. of his mocos on a fucking mic. You can you can keep talking if you want. Uh, but anyways, I, but the whole world thought that fucking the United States was gonna get it. Uh, if not, I think also too wasn't it like London like had a very strong bid. They sent fucking David Beckham over yeah. there to you know be the be their Morgan Freeman and yeah. whatnot like that handsome devil. They sent that guy with the weird haircut. I don't know who he looks like Donald Trump. I don't know who he is though. Oh, their former prime minister. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry about not knowing European guys, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know what he is, dude. He looks crazy. Boris. And Boris. Like Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson. Yep, there you go. Yeah. I was gonna say Boris Diaw. <laughs> or former former first, spur. Yeah. 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 That guy. They sent him for some reason, even though he's from France. Um, yeah. I mean, the 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 cards were against. Basically, Qatar. they thought the cool kids were going to get the party, right? Yeah. But Qatar gets announced as uh, the next host, and everybody had skeptical hippo eyes. Yeah, they systematically start paying off, like literally paying off people to to vote for them to win the Qatari bid. And the ones that they couldn't pay off, guys like Michael DeHuge, I assume that that's how you pronounce his name, got it, he got his son to become like, the head guy at a Qatari hospital. Oh wow! Um, uh, the the crazy one is the one that I'm gonna butcher this name as well. Uh, Warhi Mak Mak dude. Sure. Um, he uh, he's from Thailand. Qatar and Thailand all of a sudden strike up a crazy deal where like they're basically their a lot of their oil is gonna go discounted to Thailand. Wow! And like. This is what I'm talking about. This is like world powers, like moving real money. Yeah, geopolitics, all based around a soccer game. And it's basically, it starts looking good for Qatar all of a sudden. Because all of a sudden, everyone is on board and it doesn't make any sense to the rest of the world. The rest of the world is like, it should have been the United States. What the hell, what the hell is going on? Yeah. The, the craziest one is the president of France basically says, we're going to, calls in Michael Patini, I think that's the guy that represents that region. It tells him you're going to vote for Qatar, and I'm not going to tell you why, but you're going to vote for Qatar. He votes for Qatar. After that happens, Qatar buys the most popular football team in France. All of a sudden, all these deals start getting struck up with like the Qatar Airlines. All France buys a bunch of planes from Qatar. All of a sudden, there's like crazy good relationships between France and Qatar after after they vote for Qatar to get the World World Cup. So it's like it's real money. It's affecting real people. It's not just sports. It's not just, you know, some you know. I don't like sports. This is better not be a sports episode. <laughs> this is like real like geopolitical things happening. Real, real conspiracies. Yeah, like that's the thing that I can. And as we go on, like it's not just a corruption issue. Like it's a human rights issue and whatnot. Like these are real conspiracies. Like this isn't fucking Jade Helm where yeah. Obama's going to put people in concentration camps <laughs> in Walmart. Like no, these are real conspiracies that affect everyday people. Yeah, yeah. So you know, obviously a lot of corruption going on there. But then I guess the question becomes: So what's the big deal? Like why does it matter? Every country, United States has issues with LGBTQ issues. Everybody, Mexico, not the most progressive minded. Sometimes, what does it matter? England. Has Boris Johnson's weird haircut. <laughs> <laughs> they had Brexit. They had like I mean, you can make an argument for all these countries. So why is it such a big deal that Qatar got it? And I think that's where the podcast really begins. Now that you know the characters, 
Qatar is really the 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 main focus point about this. Yeah. So it's a lot of it. A bulk of the episode, I I thought that really hit me. I mean, yeah, there's all sorts of fucking travesties and whatnot, but I think it was like the human rights issue uh, surrounding the migrant workers that came after it was announced that Qatar was going to get the World Cup. Now, we have to understand that what Qatar is. Qatar is a country in the Middle East. Um, It's one of those Gulf. I, I don't know if before this episode I could point it out on a map. But I don't. I think couldn't, dude. I couldn't even point out what's, where uh, Saudi Arabia was. <laughs> That's really bad. <laughs> but anyways, it's one of those Gulf countries, very rich in oil, um, but had a population I think smaller than our town of Bakersfield. Bakersfield yeah. is considered a small city in California. But if Bakersfield was go- to go where Qatar is, it would be a bigger country than Qatar. And Qatar also had no history of soccer or football. Uh, whatsoever none of their teams have ever qualified uh i don't even think they had any players that originated from qatar that was worth a back bag of shit yeah and it it just seemed really shady also too they had no infrastructure uh usually when the world cup happens you have to have multiple stadiums they didn't have any stadiums they were going to have to undertake building the supposedly 12 brand new stadiums as well as create a whole new city mm-hmm. to facilitate, you know, the the beginnings and endings of the World Cup and whatnot. They also had to create all sorts of new infrastructure, uh, railways, uh, streetways, just just basic everyday fucking functions of life that most modern civilizations had. They had to fucking create that by the time 2022 rolled around, and it was going to cost an estimated, and I think it's blown past this by oh, now. Oh yeah. But it was going to cost somewhere between two hundred and twenty billion dollars. Yeah, where this eclipsed the next biggest expenditure, which was in South Africa in twenty ten, sixty fold. Yeah. So it's just like there was going to be so much, so much work to be had. And then, oh yeah, the fucking summers in Qatar. I looked it up. We're gonna, which is when the World Cup happens, is in the summertime. They fucking have temperatures that go up to a hundred and thirty five degrees. Yeah. So what was their solution for that? Oh my! So the God. original solution was we're gonna just put fans in the, in the stadium. It was just like these like water vents or whatever that were mm. gonna happen. And initially it was pimped out like that, like we're gonna create the most state of the art air conditioning system you've ever seen. Turns out it didn't work out. Yeah, and then the <laughs> other one I saw it was like some Star Wars shit. Oh, the cloud. Yeah, the radio controlled fucking clouds where <laughs> it, was just, it looked like a fucking like the fucking Death Star or whatever it was yeah. gonna hover above the, like the open air stadium when it's 135 degrees, just pouring down fucking like air conditioned air and shit. And I was yeah. like, yeah, that that like Elon Musk couldn't even create that fu- or steal that fucking technology. <laughs> yeah, that was a wild. That was very ambitious that they were gonna create artificial clouds to like <laughs> block the sun. I was like, this is, or you could build a roof. I don't know. But, yeah. um, <laughs> but turns out they ended up just moving it to the November month happening literally right now, depending on when you hear this, but correct. It's, uh, it's November 20th today, but yeah, literally but- Qatar just got the shit kicked out of them in the opening game. But, um, <laughs> they had to move it like, like five months down the line to where the temperature is still like only like, I think it's like 85 degrees right now. Like it's Correct. still relatively warm yeah. compared to other places in the world, but they decided to move it and good for them because players would have died. Correct. Speaking of dying. <laughs> speaking of dying. <laughs> speaking of dying, we know that players would have probably died on the pitch if 
if this would have happened because these stadiums need to be built and their their workers their workforce start to die <laughs> and like of things like cardiac arrest heart attacks um heat exhaustion heat, heat exhaustion heat strokes and basically the Qatari government was saying like that's not related to heat like mm-hmm. they're just dying of heart attacks like mm-hmm. and it's like that's great and all, but these are like 25 to 35 year old men that are mm-hmm. just randomly dropping of heart attacks. And the number was fucking, uh, and this is a conservative number. They mm-hmm. said that one of the human rights organizations estimated anywhere between 6,500 to 7,500. So 6,500, 7,500 deaths uh-huh. between 2010 and 22 just to build some of these stadiums. And, the Qatari government was like, no, that's not that's not correct. Those are straight up lies by the West or whatever to make us look bad. Maybe only like three or four people probably died. And it's like, holy shit, let's go back on that. Like when Brazil had it, South Africa had it. Yeah. There was always like one or two like work-related deaths. Like a fucking uh, crane would fall down yeah. or a fucking you know, piece of uh, you know, metal would come down and crush somebody. And that was considered... Cl- catastrophic right there like that like there was all sorts of like osha complaints and whatever over like one or two people dying you mean to tell me you're admitting to three which is even bigger than the previous deaths that happened during the construction of other facilities but no it was there and it was documented about almost ten thousand people died to create these eight stadiums they didn't even get to the 12 i think they only made it to like eight stadiums out of the 12 they were supposed to make yeah, they were supposed to build like these massive hotels to host. I think, keep in mind, the population of Qatar is the population of Honolulu, Hawaii. Oh, wow. Now you're going to add at least, a, I think it's at least a million people are going to go there for the, for the uh, which more than doubles the population. So now yeah. you don't have enough housing for them. So, which they still don't. That's a whole different thing. That's, we'll get into that down the line, but this is slowly turning into Firefest 2.0 at a massive <laughs> scale. But, Listen to Sofa King's episode on that. Yeah, so like, so the other thing you have to, because there's so little population, and the population that does actually live in Qatar is very wealthy. Everyone that lives in Qatar has government jobs. They pretty much know somebody that knows somebody. They're all, it's a very wealthy country. It's not like there's like poor people there. Mm. So where do you get the labor force to do this? You have to import poor people <laughs> yeah. that are willing to basically die in the summer heat in 120 degree weather to build these like massive stadiums. So we're talking about from Southeast Asia and North Africa, basically. Yeah. So you start importing these people and basically put them into a slave system. Correct. They call it a sponsorship system or the kafala system. Correct. But it's basically modern day slavery. Correct. Yeah. You're basically your your employer comes in and says, "I'm going to let you be in this country, work for me, but." you basically have no rights anymore. <laughs> yeah. You're basically like not going to be considered a human anymore. Correct. And yeah. it's as sad as it seems pretty extreme, but that's basically what was happening. Yeah. Open up your fourth grade social studies book and read about how we stole a bunch of people from West Africa to work in the tobacco fields or whatever. Pretty much exactly what was going on, except they weren't working in the South where it maybe got like 85 degrees in the summer. No, they're working. In, they are working in the 135 degree mm-hmm. heat. They're not being fed. They're not being property properly housed. They're not allowed to use uh, a proper bathroom system. So they're living, working, and eating in their own shit. And by the way, they're paying them like it was something ridiculous, like a dollar a month 
Yeah. Like I had to do like the fucking, you know, exchange rates or whatever, like on the currencies or whatever. And it came out to be like almost like a dollar a month. And then sometimes they wouldn't pay them for months on end. Yeah. So it was just like, you're you're basically enslaved. You are Conan the Barbarian minus the muscles and shit. And by the way, you got to pay some of this money back to your employer for giving you like the visa to come work here. Oh, yeah. So like you really are enslaved. Like you're not making enough. You're barely going to make it enough to get out of the country and go back home with maybe like $200. Mm-hmm. You know, once it's translated, that's not going to be worth the injuries that you have. And that's the other thing that it's super underreported. The number of back injuries was like, crazy high like like and if you missed work due to that back injury or you got a fucking or you got covid or whatever yeah you get imprisoned and beat to death just for missing work wow you know what the funny thing is i didn't see a lot about covid i wish i would have looked into that oh, but brother. it was being built during the height of covid so yeah hmm, pretty weird yeah but all these like watchdog agencies i mean and i invite everybody to like look this up because i mean doing one week's one week's worth of research isn't even enough like each one of these like didn't it feel like this topic like the more you looked at it the more it'd be like i didn't even see this like what the fuck it was like every five seconds it was like a new thing was coming out you just said a bunch of stuff that i didn't even see and i spent a whole week looking this up but like all these watchdog agencies would come in and uh, you know, make reports to FIFA who would be like, oh, that's not our problem or whatnot. Like, you know, th- you have to respect our culture. Or yeah, whatnot. And that's like, a big catchphrase, and, respect our culture. And then they would blast it out. And that's like the good thing about, you know, a lot of people talk shit about council culture and, you know, the woke left or whatever. Yeah. But they would put all this out on social media and would force the Qatari government to make changes. So they would have to increase wages, actually create actual labor laws. And they would give the, the, the perception of you know, oh okay now we're now we're gonna treat our workers okay yeah. or whatever but ESPN like they had a really good E60 about this and later turns into like a multi-part podcast about how it was all a it was all a work it was kind of like that one movie where like James Franco and Seth Rogen go to like North Korea yeah and it was like all these fake facades of like oh we're doing right but as soon as like you know ESPN and all these like human rights organizations would go home it would return back to the Kafala system. And all these things about, oh, we're going to give them like a working wage and provide them with food, clothing and shelter and give them a pathway to citizenship. All that would go out the door once, you know, the reporters and whatnot would would leave. And then speaking of the reporters, like the ones that would do like their fucking Olivia LaVoy's like down and dirty fucking like reporting and whatnot. They would like imprison those people as well. There was like BBC reporters um, that were being fucking caught up. I think believe it was like four BBC journalists were arrested for two days just for reporting the actual truth of what was going on uh, with this situation. Yeah, I think there's there's a lot of videos online on YouTube where you could find like journalists in the street that are like getting their cameras taken away. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually started putting out these like weird things where they would go interview people like to check in on their working conditions, and they would always be like, "It's great, our working conditions are great." And you can tell, like, that is not where they work because they look like actors. Yeah, yeah, they look like they're working at the Trump Tower or some shit. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not their real hotel room. Like, they're just doing this. Yeah, like, all, yeah, told what to do kind of oh, thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then sometimes you would see a leaked video of, like, their actual working conditions. And it's like shit infested, cockroach infested, mm-hmm. like, you know, four dudes living in, like, one, like, four by four, like, shack. Oh, my God. And it's just like, yeah, that's not cool, dude. Like, there's no way that that should be okay. It was literally hell. 
Like, from the heat all the way up to the shit, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's just one travesty of it. And again, that that could warrant its own podcast that would span like 250 episodes. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I invite everyone to look at it. And that's the bulk of what people are talking about with a lot of the controversy surrounding the World Cup. Uh, You also have um, the issue of LGBTQ uh, fans and players uh, coming to Qatar. Uh, Now, homosexuality as well as any kind of subcategory within the LGBTQ plus, forgive me if I'm missing, you know, one of those, but uh, all of that is considered illegal in Qatar and you can actually be fined and imprisoned. It says for over seven years and you're actually, when you're imprisoned, most people don't believe you'll even make it to see the seventh year as you'll probably be killed in prison. Yeah. So this is the one that got the most backlash and, they decided to like loosen up the regulations and i use that loosen up very loosely <laughs> because now they let you like have a pride flag in or around the stadium but you can't have it out on the streets you can't do like public acts of like homosexuality like you can't walk around holding hands two men are still like not allowed to like Show like affection. Sh- show affection or share rooms, which is kind of weird because what if you show up with a bunch of like your dudes and you're like, time for the World Cup. And it's like, no, nah, something gay is going on here. <laughs> like, <laughs> But what about your workers? You have them all sleeping together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of weird. Like it's, it's still going on. Like they say one thing, and this is a constant thing with Qatar. They say one thing. They promote progress, but then they do nothing about it. And like then they hide their like, lack of progress by saying you have to respect our culture. Mm-hmm. And it's like this constant Ouroboros of like nothingness mm. of like, oh, I thought we had progress. Nope. You have to respect our culture. And FIFA doesn't do shit either because Seth Blatter even said like when they were questioning him and pressing him about it, I'm like, hey, can't you do something about it? Why don't we take it away from Qatar? Like there's still plenty of time to go to fucking London or fucking United America. States could have held it. Like, yeah. 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 Tomorrow we can do it. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's in the NFL offseason. Yeah. And he basically said, like, no, you have to respect their culture. And if you if you are a part of the LGBTQ community, just don't fuck. Basically, that's what he says. Just don't just just refrain from homosexual acts yeah. until you're you're done watching your match and you go back to wherever you came from. And it's just like that's fucking that's fucked up. Like no matter what side of the aisle you land on, whether you're pro or anti or whatever, like that's got to be terrifying. Just being who you are can get you killed. Oh, absolutely. Like it's. It's a pretty backwards part of the world, at least for what we're used to living in California. But um, the other one that that's really big is like women's rights. Women are really not allowed to be out in public without having like a male guardian with them. Yeah, um, and that's still going on. They like didn't do anything about that. So you got to have a male guardian with you. Sexual sexual assault cases are like through the roof. Correct. And they're basically saying like, well, did you do anything to like? to like get this guy to like hit on you or whatever like yeah. it's your fault like yeah. it's so wild that this is this is the country that we chose to hold the world cup yeah and that i feel like it's really underreported and that's the one that they're just like we're not going to do anything like no law was changed due to this dude and there was like <laughs> one story it was like a mexican economist that what she was doing as a mexican economist in qatar i don't know mm-hmm. uh, but i was reading the 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 article about her story is that she had to flee qatar uh, because she was going to get imprisoned for an extramarital, extramarital sexual affair 
Uh, but the whole story was is she was actually assaulted mm-hmm. by both an assailant, by, I guess one of her coworkers over in Qatar. And then when she reported it to police, the police actually assaulted her as well. And so they gaslit her and said that she was having an extramarital affair and we're going to imprison her under Qatari law because of it. And so she had to fucking, you know, talk to the Mexican consulate to get her the fuck out of there before she had fucking got imprisoned in fucking Qatar for being a victim. Yeah. Fuck, dude. That's that's Qatar for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's very it's very backwards. I guess, you know, I kind of skipped over a lot of the LGBTQ stuff, but um, apparently Sorry, I still like have a lot of Mika's. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, I think it might be this fan. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But um, one of the things that um, that I guess happened to like a transgender woman over there was like was arrested for like being transgender in public because like you know that's that's all it takes over there. Yeah. So transgender in public gets arrested. Um, basically gets like photographed naked and like oh wow and like is like just harassed nonstop and then eventually has like you know the governments are like you have to like release this person because we're about to hold the world cup and like you can't have this like stain on your resume that's really the only thing that saved this person but like you know they wouldn't have done that otherwise Mm -hmm. like they would not like qatari governments qatari government would not have released this person if if that was not the case it's just it's it's just so backwards that Again, this is the place that that's holding the World Cup. And then they hide behind that thing about how you have to respect our culture, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and then I think it's important to note that just as recently as November 5th, so just a couple of weeks ago, I guess Gianni Infantino and uh, Fatima Samora, uh, who are like, you know, the leaders of FIFA now, uh, sent out a letter to all participating nations telling them to cease and avoid any further or current discussion of Qatar's poor human rights record to respect all opinions and beliefs without handling handing out moral lessons to the rest of the world and to focus on football. So think back to that Laura Ingram fucking uh, Fox News segment where she tells shut <clears throat> up and dribble, shut up and dribble, basically, and not to allow football to be dragged into everyday ideological or political battles that exist. Notably, members of the UEFA working group, such as Austria, Belgium, Denmark, England, France, Germany, Netherlands, Norway, Sweden, Switzerland, and the United States, were specifically targeted for their involvement in trying to improve the conditions for migrant workers, women, women, LGBT people, and all nations criticized the letter, stating FIFA acknowledged in their letter that football does not operate in a vacuum. However, they seem to be calling for that to be the case. History has shown us that the pursuit of such strategy will be self-defeating and only further erodes football's social license to operate. Yeah. And I think that's important like because of all of this that we're saying, we are just scratching the surface on there. Oh, I'm there's, sure that there's a ton that we don't even know about. Correct. And like places like, you know, Switzerland and I believe one um uniform maker i believe it was for uh, the netherlands mm-hmm. said that like we don't stand for any of this and because of this all of our kits that we're going to jerseys basically that yeah. we're going to be making for our national team uh they're going to be toned down and actually our colors are going to be black because it's going to be uh the color of mourning for all the people that lost their lives yeah. all the workers all the lgbtq people all the women mm-hmm. that you know because it is one of those catch twenty two things where if if it wasn't this big stage where kids like grow up 
since the moment they're able to walk, dreaming of playing on the World Cup stage, it's hard to say like, no, I'm not going to participate in it because that's your dream right there. Mm-hmm. So instead of like, because the show's going to go on whether you participate oh, in it or not, yeah. as opposed to just like boycotting it and not participating, they're going to make a stand and show, you know, hey, we're against all these travesties with these jerseys. I believe America, their jersey, they're going to have like the gay pride um, colors yeah. on the American Stars and Stripes. Yeah, I, that's the that's the most recent one that they put out, the United States putting out the, the rainbow flag on there. Um, it's... It's it's a really like tough one because I, I was gonna finish the podcast by asking like do you plan on watching any of this like supporting <laughs> it because I do I do plan on watching I do plan I'm I watched the the game this morning and mm-hmm. so like I don't plan on not watching it is the World Cup like I almost feel like y- you know you only get so many of these in your lifetime correct yeah and so like and they are super entertaining and I and I want to support um. With that all being said, I mean, there's so much corruption from the point of FIFA and the World Cup and everything that goes with it and every every everything behind it. If this is one of those things where, like, pol- sports mirrors real life, mm-hmm. and it's like the politics of sports, that's really how governments work in real life. Like, we, we, we bash these people for being shady, you know, dudes in the background taking backdoor deals and all this stuff, but that's really how politics works. I mean, it is a reflection of real life things, and I'm not trying to say like they're not responsible for their actions because they very much are. Oh yeah. But you know, so are all these governments. So are all the all the things that that have been going on for decades and decades now. But I I, I plan on watching every moment, <laughs> every moment I can. I mean, I'm not gonna make it a point to watch it, and it does it does kind of play with my morality, where it's just like you see all of these. Basically, basically, it's built on blood, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this whole fuck, this year's World Cup, and I'm sure the one that happened in Russia. I didn't even look into we didn't that. Even, yeah, we didn't even talk about that at all. But I mean, even the one in Brazil, like they were finding bodies like underneath fucking some of the stadiums and yeah. shit. It's just like in the Olympics too. Like the Olympics isn't <laughs> innocent. Oh in no, no, no. Well. Russia held the Olympics not that long ago, and Russia has. Yeah, but they also had the Olympics, I think, in oh, like 2016 the, or something like that. Yeah, the winter one, yeah. Um, but they, um, during that time period, like, they were, anybody that had any kind of, like, LGBTQ thing, incarcerated or beaten, and, like, it was, like, not even, like, a, not even, like, close to this level. I feel like that was worse, but we didn't really know that much about Russia at the time. Like, Russia almost felt like it was like, oh, those guys are just kind of backwards. Yeah. As Russia and Vladimir Putin has become more and more popular on the world stage, we know more and more how shady and, like, crazy and corrupt that country is. Like, now, if Russia got got the World Cup, it would probably be more outraged. Shit, McDonald's didn't even want to do business in there anymore. (laughs) Yeah, if McDonald's doesn't want to do business, something's wrong, dude. Yeah, you fucked up. Yeah, that uh, yeah. Nobody fucks with McDonald's, dude. <laughs> um, the money or the power of the dollar speaks more volume. This, but um, I mean, previous World Cups, I you know would check in just to see like how America did, and I think that's what I'm going to be doing more so this time around. Uh, but I am going to be looking for like those, like I said, like the Netherlands. Like I want to see. I want to see those toned down, those all black jerseys. I think that's badass, you know, Mm -hmm. just like, hey, like we mentioned, you know, the Berlin Olympics where, you know, Nazi Germany had the Olympics 
and Jesse Owens went in there and fucking cleaned house, proved Hitler wrong kind of thing. And I think that would be a good lesson too. Like, I mean, you just said at the beginning of the episode where Qatar got their ass whooped. Yeah. In the that first was a game. total statement. I think the whole world wanted to see that as a statement and everybody was cheering for Ecuador to do that. Mm-hmm. I think once you start seeing like bigger countries were expecting like what's France going to do? What's the United States going to do? Like once, you know, one of those players scores a goal, are we going to see a statement? Is someone going to lift a shirt up and it's going to say something? Yeah. You know, they've were Qatar already said, we don't want to see any of that. Like that's going to be punishable if you do that in our country. But what are you going to do? Like, you're not going to arrest Neymar. Like what? Are you, <laughs> like, like that, there's no way that, that Neymar is getting arrested or anything yeah, like yeah. that. Like, you know, or Messi's, not, you know, any one of those is dudes is, is coming home just fine. Like it's, it's, it's one of those dudes that you expect a message and a statement to be, be broadcast around the world with. And not only that though, I think they're going to have, the fans are going to have their back too, because even the fans are kind of being treated like shit. Oh, even yeah. small things like they said that, you know, alcohol would be sold, even though it was going to be like astronomically expensive, like $50 a glass. Just a couple of days ago on the 18th, they said that, no, we're going to ban all alcohol sales. So, yeah. Uh, one one podcast I was listening to was from Ireland. They're like, how the fuck are you going to take away our fucking blood, <laughs> our blood supply like that? Yeah. And it's just like, I mean, I'm not a drinker. And I mean, that would be awesome to go somewhere where there's not a bunch of drunks at or whatever. But I think, you know, people know how to fucking drink responsibly. And I think that is part of the fun, you know, yeah. with soccer games is the chanting or whatever. Uh, they're they're banning what are those like kazoo those big old fucking horn things, bulansuelas, yeah, which yeah. they're not going to have. You're not allowed to have any horns. Yeah, so they're they're so. sucking all the fun out of yeah. it. Like uh, I, I even saw like chanting, like if it has any cuss words, they're going to fucking try to arrest you or whatnot. Yeah. And the, it just seems like everything that's fun about soccer or fo- football. Uh, they're trying to suck it out. So all you're gonna do is you're gonna make more enemies, and there's more of those fans than there are of you, kind of thing, right? And the world's already watching you. So what the fuck are you gonna do? You're gonna fucking imprison a whole fucking stadium of fans? Yeah. No, you're gonna get fucking. And this is the, the the path that I went down. I was just like, damn, this was such all the money that they spent trying to, you know, update all their facilities and infrastructure, paying off FIFA officials paying off david beckham to talk good about fucking fifa or to talk good about fucking qatar like all this money that you wasted really fucking didn't do anything because you're not seen as one of the cool kids at the cool kids table you're actually looked at like even more worse because before like we didn't know jack shit about qatar now we know that like one before you got the world cup you're pieces of shit when you were making all the fucking infrastructure you're even a worse piece of shit and if you do anything to fuck with, you know, Neymar or fucking, uh, you know, any of the fans or whatever. <laughs> or, <laughs> or, or what? No, nothing. What? You, you call them a Marvel character, but. Oh, name, name one. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine. Yeah. Him too. Don't fuck yeah, with him. Dude. He's going to bring fucking Tolachacan or whatever and fuck you yeah, up yeah, and shit. Yeah, no, I fuck with it. Yeah, but, you know, it, it, what, Chicharito? You going to fuck yeah. with Chicharito? Don't, yeah. That's one thing yeah. you don't do. You don't fuck with Chicharito. Yeah, that's but. the teacher god, dude. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, like a dude like Messi, if Messi lifts his shirt up and it says something very, like, you know, pro-LGBT or pro-workers' rights or pro-women's rights or whatever, maybe all three, that's a total slap in the face to Qatar. And... What so, what can you do? Like you can't. That is like the biggest player, you know, in the world. You're not gonna arrest him. 
Like you, you're just not. You're gonna have to let him go. You're gonna have to just smile and grin and be yeah. like, "Fuck!" Like he got us. Like so, was the juice worth the worth the squeeze, Qatar? And for mm. me, it was like no. No, no. I'm excited to see what the United States does. The United States has the 8 a.m. game tomorrow. Okay. And I am excited to see what they do. I'm going to try to watch as much as I can of that game because I feel like maybe maybe it's like an egocentric thing in my mind, but the United States always has that thing where it's like, you know, it's your responsibility to be Captain America and, like, show us, like, that you're going to do something, you know, in the mm. face of tyranny or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, if... Christian Polinski scores a goal. I want to see what he's going to do. Like I want to see what's going to happen here. So we'll see. We'll see if anything happens. We'll see. You know what's going to happen. But I, I want to see something. I want to see something. I want to see something really special this year. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> funny because like I'm rooting for Mexico, but I don't, I don't expect jack shit from Mexico. <laughs> Mexico is the good little soldier that just stands quiet and like we're just happy to be here type of thing. They just go yes. <laughs> We did it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, oh, gay rights? Oh, man. <laughs> you don't want to be gay in Mexico. Cause it's <laughs> 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 like, you know, it's just like Mexico has a long history of like homophobia. Hey, they're hosting a World Cup next year or yeah. four years. So, you know, I'm sure there'll be controversy, but not at this level. No, I don't think so. Like, no. you know, the United States has, you know, issues with LGBTQ things as well. You know, I don't know. Canada seems pretty perfect, squeaky clean. <laughs> <laughs> I think that they're probably the first country that has like no issues. Switzerland should just hold host all the World Cups from now on. Yeah, they seem pretty cool. But um, all those Nordic countries and shit. Yeah, yeah. Because there's no issues, dude. No issues up there. And they have delicious chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's pretty much all I got, dude. I mean, we can go on and on and on forever. Um, I would just say that, like, yeah, if this interests you and in all the corruption. Because, I mean, that's a whole fucking series of podcasts in itself. A lot of those guys that were paid off or either in jail, like Art said, have died or have been fired from their posts from FIFA. They kind of, like, cleared house within FIFA. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean they're any less uh, uh, corrupt, but this issue, you know, sh- shone a light on the old regime, mm-hmm. and a lot of those people aren't even with FIFA anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's – I sent you that, that uh, screenshot of – I think it's the new president of FIFA <laughs> where he says, uh, like, I feel gay. I feel <laughs> I feel I am a woman or something like that. Yeah. And that was – I think that was him trying to, like, extend the olive branch. It came out as, like, the worst quote ever, but yeah. it was it was pretty funny. Yeah, that'll be the ending clip then. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I ain't got nothing else. Uh, go Team USA. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but I guess Brazil is the favorite to win, so. I think – Brazil is probably the favorite. I mean, I'm excited to see. England should be a favorite. Really? Uh, you know, England should be a favorite, but they just keep losing games, like leading up. Like, they limp their way into the World Cup, and they should be. Like, they, Kane's really good. Saka's really good. Like, I'm, they should be They should be a world power this year, but I, I don't think anyone believes in them. So, I don't know. But anyways, yeah, I think Brazil's going to win it all. Yeah, so shout out to Brazil. You got anything else, Art? No, that's it. Tell your mommy you're with two. Shout out to Jackman. Shout out to Warren. Um, yeah, I, I, I just want to see Mexico win some games. I want to see United States win some games. That's it. There you go. Uh, so if you have anything else you want to talk about on this topic of the 2022 uh, FIFA World Cup corruption and controversies, guys, hit us up on all the social medias. <clears throat> at Art and Jacob do A1. At Art and Jacob do America, except for Twitter. <laughs> at Art and Jacob do A1. Sorry, guys. 
had a little cough there. And um, yeah, I invite everybody to look into each one of those topics a little bit further because it'll it'll literally like it'll fuck with you, right? It'll, oh, it was a dense topic. I feel like we barely scratched the top the surface. Just because there's so much you can go down that whole rabbit hole with the FIFA and the corruption and all that stuff like that's there's five episodes so right mu- there. yeah that that would have taken all day I that was the cliff notes I just want you guys to understand that's how FIFA operates that dude from Tr- Trinidad and Tobago that guy if you watch the documentary that that is on out of Netflix like the point where he fucks over his own country and it says like oh I have to charge you for everything the, the, the sad part about all that is that they basically get into a legal dispute with him and that fucks over their soccer careers after that because basically you can't get a contract from any team if you're in the middle of a if a in in a lawsuit. So if you're in, in the middle of a lawsuit which they're, they're trying to get their fair pay for it, no other big club, no European club, no MLS cup can sign them and be like, "Oh, so you're basically like screw you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't" kind of thing. Yeah, and he knew McDonald's. that. Like yeah. he basically put him in a in a bad situation where it's like you want to try to come after me? Like, good luck, because now you're going to be really broke. Fuck. That shit, fucking soccer is fucking scandalous, man. Yeah, it is. It I is. thought fucking CTE and NFO was fucking horrible, but yeah. fuck, goddamn, this shit's fucking sad as shit. But if, you want, if you're interested in this topic, guys, like I said, look at each one of these uh, topics. It'll fucking rock your world. But uh, hit us up on all the social medias on what you think. I'm pretty sure Jesus Gutierrez will hit me up on all the social medias because uh, he's a good Art and Jacob soldier. Uh, but hit us up there. If you want to help support this podcast, guys, I highly recommend heading on over to the Patreon over at patreon.com slash Art and Jacob Do America, where every single week we put together a bonus episode for your listening pleasure. And nine times out of ten, those episodes that you are hearing over there on the Patreon are better than the actual episodes you're hearing for free. And again, this week is no exception. Uh, I <laughs> This was a really strong Patreon that we just did. We kind of we touch on you know what we talked about here on... Um, the world cup a little bit, but we talk about other stuff. We talk about our bowel movements as well. Yeah. So if you're talk int- about poop. Yeah. If, we, if you're interested on how art and I fucking take a shit, hit us up on the Patreon, donate a dollar, donate $5, donate $10, whatever you want to do, help support the show. If you want to help support this show in any other way, guys, I highly recommend heading on over to the official website at our Jacob do America.com. Uh, follow the merch links where we have four designs up, uh, Buy a shirt, buy a sweatshirt, buy a fucking hat, buy a fucking cell phone cover, whatever you want with our logos on it. Uh, it's not so much to help us financially as we probably see 25 cents, 15 cents or whatever. We ain't FIFA rich over here. Nobody yeah, bribing yeah. our asses or whatever to get votes and whatnot. They should, but they don't. <clears throat> yeah, they should. I'll vote for David Valadeo if he gives me $1.5 million. <laughs> uh, but no, I voted for Rudy Salas, and I ain't afraid to fucking talk about that. But <clears throat> the, the reason why I say it's important to support us over there uh, with the merch is it's kind of like you're a walking billboard. So if you're at the World Cup, if you're in Qatar currently and you're rocking the fucking the Zigzag Man t-shirt that we have over on over there, it lets people know that our podcast exists. They can listen to this podcast, get a little bit educated, have a laugh or two, learn about uh, when art takes a shit, helps us out a little bit there. So you are a walking billboard, if you will. The Zigzag Man might get you arrested in Qatar, though. Oh, that's true, yeah. So save it when you come back through customs in LAX. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> where then it'll let fucking TSA know that our podcast exists. We need that fucking TSA money there, baby. Um, if you want to hear other great podcasts, guys, I highly recommend heading on over to podbelly.com. Uh, check out other podcasts that are a part of our network over there. Uh, check out the Great and Powerful Self Kink podcast as well as 
Robots for Eyes. I'm pretty sure they're soccer fans over there. They're English. Yeah, as they're fuck. British. Um, Copper Kelly, I assume he's a soccer fan. He's not with Robots for Eyes. No, though. I know. I'm just naming people from other parts of the world. <laughs> Nicole Smith Bosch, her country held the World Cup for That's a while. That's true. Yeah, she's watching right now. She's Look. watching right now. Yeah. That's what it says down there. Uh, I did. Now somebody else is watching. Kevin, something with the B. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming he watches. Uh, but anyways, head on over to podbelly.com. Check out all the great po- uh, podcasts over there. Uh, but last said, Art, I don't know what the fuck it is. This last month or so, by the end of the podcast, I don't have a fucking voice. Like, this is me fucking going mm. on vapors right now. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With that said, guys, goodbye. Good night. I'm going to holler at my boys at Vix. Yes. <laughs> oh, Vix, baby. <laughs> I'm European. Actually, I am European. Not just I feel European. I think for what we Europeans have been doing in the last 3,000 years around the world, we should be apologizing for the next 3,000 years before starting to give moral lessons to people. Today, I have uh, very strong feelings. I can tell you that. Today I feel uh, Qatari. Today I feel Arab. Today I feel African. Today I feel uh, gay. Doesn't like that, Anna. It's like this. Then who gives a fuck about those? So just chill till the next episode.